Hello, you sexy beasts. Just a quick content warning before we get going. We touch on diet culture, disordered eating and body image in this episode. We also discuss self-love and self-acceptance and our usual buffoonery. In light of the recent events of what's been happening in the UK, we wanted to attach some really useful links about how men can make other people feel more safe in the episode description. So please do check that out, especially if you're of the male genre. We know that the responsibility shouldn't be on us to feel safe and it's sad that we live in a world where this is necessary but you know if you're out and about at night or if you're looking forward to a really messy night out when the world opens up again just make sure you're with a group of friends who you know and trust and always make sure someone knows where you are. Okay lots of love and enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to Diary of a Horny Teenager, the podcast where we relive the pages of my kinky, kinky diary. We are your luscious hosts, Georgie and Nia, and if you like some strong sexual content and strong, strong language, then please stay right where you are. Everything's very strong today. It's all very, very strong. I feel strong. So today we have got a really special guest with us and we're a bit buzzing, aren't we, Nia? We're a bit giddy. We are very giddy. Too excited. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) faint. So I'll give her a little introduction. She is a northern lass, a girl after my own heart. She has an amazing account and if you haven't checked her out yet, do it now or do it after this episode and you'll fall in love with her. Mm -hmm. It's all about promoting self-love and self-acceptance and anti-diet culture, which is something we could all take on. Yep. Quote from her account is, just want to be that rainbow you see after the horrendous storm of diet culture. And Jesus Christ, is that relatable? Yep. We have Make Love, Not Diets with us today. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I am so excited. (laughs) We're excited for you to be here. Thank you so much. It's so great to have you here because I remember finding your page probably fairly recently, actually, like maybe a few months ago. And since then, you have just quite rightly like exploded and you've got such a following now and it's really exciting to see all of your stuff reaching more people Mm. yeah it's been absolutely crazy like honestly it feels so good when you get those kind of comments that are like oh like I wasn't gonna eat breakfast this morning but now that I've seen this I'm I'm gonna go have a bagel with cream cheese and cinnamon (laughs) (laughs) yes we love a bagel that's amazing especially with cream cheese and cinnamon absolutely extra cream please even though i'm vegan (laughs) yeah i was gonna say vegan Um... cream please um but yeah it's great to have you here and i feel like we both kind of empower women in different sort of ways like we're wanting to get people to embrace their horniness and their sexuality and stuff you're wanting people to love themselves and accept themselves so we're all reading from the same sort of hymn sheet here so I think we should just dive on in, do you reckon? Mm, Yeah, head first. So, Katie, could you tell us a bit about what made you want to start the Make Love Not Diets movement? I think I was just so fed up of everyone being done absolutely dirty. Like, I felt I'd been done dirty by diet culture my entire life and being told that I had to look a certain way to be good enough. Mm. And I basically wanted to start the page so that I could be the person that like younger me needed. Um, I needed someone to tell me that like I could, you know, love myself as I was. I didn't need to change to feel happy. 
And yeah, I just want to be a fairy godmother to other people out there that need this realization. <laughs> the videos are so brilliant. I think Georgie recommended your page to me and I watched the one where you do Estelle, American Boy. But it's the way you move and it's the way that it, there's just such joy in it and there's just so much, I don't know, it's like electrifying or something. And I was just like, this is amazing. If I had seen your page when I was a teenager, oh, like <laughs> half the half the issues I'm dealing with right now wouldn't even be there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's important. Totally. Can I just add to that as well? For those of our fandom who may not know you yet, could you just explain what sort of videos you put out there, Katie? Um, I basically do like TikToks that are just not on TikToks. I don't really like the TikTok platform. <laughs> And they're kind of a mix of like, <laughs> they're a mix of like self-love, self-acceptance mixed in with a bit of humour. And they, they usually oh. use like kind of trends that are going around at, the, at, at any certain time and turn them into a bit of sort of like educational humour about either mm. diet culture or self-love. But yeah, they're, they're so awesome. And I think the thing that got me, that hooked me to you, Katie, was your wit. Like you're so fucking funny funny. and it's such a great mix like you say of education and telling us stuff that we need to hear because diet culture and body shaming is just eternally around us it's laugh or cry isn't it i mean (laughs) we either all sit and cry about how miserable we are because we've been told we're disgusting by diet culture are we we have Mm. a little laugh along with it bit of both sometimes bit of both Wipe those tears away mm. while you're having a chuckle. That's my motto. <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> yeah. Such a mood, such a vibe. But yeah, we love you when we think what you're doing is so important. And even now as like a woman in my 20s, it's like, it's so, it's such a helpful reminder of, yes, you can eat the goddamn bagel. You can have that cake with frosting You can, and you can still love yourself. It's also the realization that I'm healthy, I very much do not have a gym body. I, I actually, I'm not a fan of the gym, but that does not mean I do not exercise. I love exercising. I love walking, swimming, and I like eating healthily, but I'm just never going to have that toned, perfect body. And if someone wants to do that, go for gold. But like, I know for myself, I never, re- I don't actually want that, but it's like this societal pressure of telling you that that's the only way you're going to be be happy and your videos especially are reminding me because mm. summer is coming up and because it's that same circle that's been going around since you know puberty of oh my gosh bikini body red like all this bullshit that sort of happens your videos are an excellent excellent reminder that I'm actually fine the way I am like genuinely mm. and I love my stomach <laughs> so yeah thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> we've made a blush <laughs> this is just an excuse for us to kind totally. of fangirl on you to be honest <laughs> no I feel like I felt like a bit of a fangirl when you were doing the whole introduction and being like hi welcome I was like OMG this is the bit I usually listen to on the other yeah. side of it and I was like I'm here I'm part of it <laughs> This is the inside experience. The only other person who's heard that live Mm. is my mum. And to be honest, like, she's a bit of an icon too. So only iconic people can hear that live. We choose wisely. That's just the way it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 
Katie, I kind of, whenever I say your name, I want to say it in a really northern accent. I don't know if it's because I'm homesick or whatever, but Katie, where would you sort of like Make Love Not Diets to go? Do you have stuff in mind, like goals and ambitions, or are you just kind of going with the flow and putting stuff out there that you believe in? It's such a strange question to hear now, because when I made the page, and I only made it last July time, um, mm. I was still expecting to have like less than a thousand followers right now. Like I, I never planned for it to go that far. It, it's just a really fun bonus that it has and that people are enjoying it and my content is helping people. But I definitely just want to carry on on Instagram and hopefully help some more people save some more lives. Oh my goodness, Yay. yes. With each video, you are changing perceptions. Oh, <laughs> we're all doing our part. We're all doing our part. We are, totally. That sounds like a weird campaign slogan, like... Katie for president, with each video, you're changing perceptions. I would vote. <laughs> I love it. I would it. definitely vote. Same. You've got my vote, babes. Oh, maybe that's good. That's I changed my answer. That's my goal. <laughs> oh, well, I'd vote for you over Bojo oh any day. Oh my Bloody God, hell. please. So Nia kind of touched on this when you were talking about um, like summer approaching and stuff. Why do you think the content you're putting out, Katie, is more important than ever for right now with you know lockdown easing summer approaching do you think there's kind of more pressure than there has been previously for me we're all extremely lucky that we are coming out of a pandemic Mm. and i have never felt more pressure in my entire life to look like a model like a victoria's secret model in shorts when i come out of lockdown because there's just been so much sort of subliminal messaging fat phobic memes Mm. people posting about it and I think as soon as it starts with the weight loss adverts and it starts with the fat phobic means, it's like a snowball that everyone joins because the minute your friend mentions that they're going to diet, you feel like you have to and mm. then you're going to then influence somebody else they have to. It's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. You're right, though. It's a snowball like domino sort of effect and it only takes one little comment or one friend saying something about even their own weight for people to be massively triggered and to yeah go on this little spiral i refrain from talking about dieting i refrain from talking about food i don't think many people realize just how much of a trigger subject it is for a lot of people and everything and that kind of awareness needs to be there it needs to be in society you get you get comments all the time about like you know as soon as you lose weight oh my goodness you look so great all this kind of stuff and you're like "Mm, but was it healthy (laughs) was it a healthy way to lose weight yeah literally like when i was a teenager i like pre sort of like um 16 I suffered really badly with disordered eating and I lost a ton of weight and it was extremely I was just felt weak all the time I couldn't dance I couldn't I was just hangry all the time basically like I was just kind of a horrible person to be around but the one thing I remember from it above all of that horribleness was the amount of positive reinforcement I had from peers and adults and relatives from oh wow you've you've lost your puppy fat like you're looking great you're looking amazing and then the hard thing was was recovering from that and remembering every single good thing someone said about my body when it looked smaller you never know what you're encouraging because you know 95 percent of diets fail so mine wasn't a diet i suffered with disordered eating so if somebody loses weight and then you go oh you look really nice 
if they're part of the 95% that then gain the weight back, they are going to remember that you said they looked better when they lost weight. It's just a horrible cycle. And it's one that sort of keeps going on well into adulthood. And I love that you are so much like you don't need to diet. That is, for me, that is like revolutionary. You don't need to diet. What the fuck? What do I do with this extra time? (laughs) Like all the mental space that you're not using to think about the next diet you're going to go on or it's being taken up because you're so hungry and you're thinking about when you're going to get your next meal because you've decided to fast for 12 hours Mm. think of all the stuff you can accomplish with that I watched someone's TED talk the other day and they were saying imagine there's like a space mission going to Mars and half of the crew were ridiculously distracted by the food and the dieting and what their bodies looked like. You wouldn't say it was going to be a successful space mission, would you? (laughs) And if you think about that's what's happening in society is that a lot of us are so distracted when really we could be ruling the world if we weren't all thinking that an avocado has too much fat in it to eat. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Like I can barely make a cup of tea when I'm hungry, let alone like blast into space. So <laughs> And usually she would be able to blast into space. Exactly. Yeah. That's like my thing. <laughs> but um no, you're so right. And like talking about wasting your energy, it's so true. It's something that sadly has ruled so many of our lives. And thank you so much for being open and vulnerable about what you've been through. I'm so happy that you flourished into this like self-acceptance queen. Like what a happy <laughs> thing to have come from what you've been through don't want to make you cry or anything <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just hot in here my eyes are sweating <laughs> oh that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> just been cutting some onion i'm making a stew <laughs> so i'd like to know do you have any tips that you would give to anyone else or even that you just use for yourself that help you about kind of resisting diet culture or embracing self-love? Like, do you have any kind of daily rituals or tips that you could give to us? This isn't a daily thing, but I kind of do it at least on a weekly basis, is detoxing my social media feed. Because Mm. even if somebody has the best intentions in what they're posting, it's not always what's good for you, which is what I try to make clear on my account. It's like, you know, you don't need to say goodbye. If it's not for you, if it's not helping you, leave. And that's the kind of the message I live by on my social media and my personal account. I unfollow anyone, even if they're a good friend. If their social media feed makes me second guess my worthiness as a human being, then they're getting the, they're getting the pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my God. And because we're on it mm. so much as well, that is daily. What we intake then is a daily thing. So if we are even subliminally absorbing those sort of toxic messages and everything, that's going to have some sort of effect way down the line. It's going to make you question things. After this, I'm going on my Instagram and chop, chop, chopping. That's what I shall be doing. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love the irony that like you're chopping them out of your lives, but with pork chop, it's to do with food as well. Like, so it's a little reminder and I can eat that pork chop if I want to. Or if you're a vegan like myself, Linda McCartney burger, (laughs) you know, you can Linda McCartney burger them. (laughs) Never, I I love Linda. Linda is my icon. (laughs) Linda is a fucking legend. We love you, Linda. Maybe, who knows? Maybe she'll be on the podcast next. (laughs) Can you imagine? You do realize she's dead. She is, is Paul McCartney. Fuck. She was Paul McCartney's wife. She died in like 2001, mate. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, 
my god. <laughs> I thought she was alive. Okay, so rest in peace, Linda. And um, you will not be coming on the podcast from the grave, but we love and respect you. And um, yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> Well, maybe, well, maybe we'll just, yeah. Anyway, I think we should just move on from that. I don't know about you. Uh, (laughs) Uh, So moving on to kind of teenage years and that sort of thing. What were you like as a teenager, Katie? Please say you were as embarrassing as me. I was so embarrassing. (laughs) There we are. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you imagine the kind of drama kid who is the least cool, but is just trying to be the most cool, that was me. (laughs) That sounds a lot like me. Yeah, that sounds a lot like Like, me. (laughs) Didn't didn't fit in with the cool kids, but with the drama kids, oh boy, like top of the food chain. (laughs) That's great. And... um, do you have any embarrassing stories from your teenage years? I have one picked out. Um, you might have to cut from it because it's it's a long boy. Oh, that's fine. We I'm we sitting love comfortably. a long boy. Please divulge. <laughs> so me and my friends call this story Billy Elliot. <laughs> Amazing. I think at this point I was like 17. So me and my one like really close friend went into town for a, for a boogie. As it was at that time, I would kiss anything that breathed. Um, so I see this boy in a club and so as you do, you know, as a, as a horny teenager, I challenged him to a dance-off because I was like, what better way to impress? <laughs> <laughs> what better way to impress a boy than to uh, absolutely show him some moves? This is amazing already. Um, so I was like, oh, this is all child's play because like, I have a trick up my sleeve. Because at that point, I used to disco dance and um, so I could do the splits. So I was like, I'm just going to drop into the splits because he is just not even going to know what is coming. And then uh, <laughs> 10 seconds later, he also dropped into the split. <laughs> oh my God, he sounds like yes, Von Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, go on, we're in the splits. So, um, so I was obviously very impressed. Uh, so we had a conversation then and he was like, oh, I'm actually from the cast of Billy Elliot and we're touring and we're in a nearby city and we thought we'd come out on a night out here. Anyway, so (laughs) a few hours passed. um, I've I've gotten with him and then I've I've left him because that's how it was in those days. You know, you would would make out sensually with a guy and then I would literally go, (laughs) see you later. (laughs) Yeah, there was a system. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it gets to the point where it's home time. I turned to my friend and I was like, well, I'm I'm tired. I'd love to go get some chips and then go home as you do. (laughs) And as we're leaving the club, Billy Elliot is getting into a taxi and we're like, oh, Billy Elliot, I I love. The taxi man is like waiting impatiently to drive off and we're there just having a conversation and Billy Elliot's like, oh, like get in, get in, come with us. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm not coming alone, like safety and all that. Um, So he was like, oh, like your friends could come as well. And I was like, "Hmm, maybe. (laughs) And then he was like, oh, if you get in, I've got um, an Elite Feast pizza. Would you like to share? And I was like, oh, a pizza? Go on then. So I literally... <laughs> and because obviously he wasn't from the area, um, we went to like this hotel. Um, so we were like, I was like, wow, I gotta get, I gotta get a room alone with Billy Elliot because like I like, and obviously I, I was a drama nerd as well. So I was like, OMG, I'm, I'm getting with this actor, true bloody love, and he's just not having it. He's just laid on the sofa, like pouring another vodka drink, and I'm like. Mm. So me and Billy Elliot had to go into 
the bathroom. <laughs> and um, are you ready for it? So ready. And then he fingered me. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> I was like, when I listen to your podcast, like honestly, that is the bit that makes me laugh the most because it's so accurate to what boys of that time would do. Like you would hardly even be in for a kiss. And they'd just be there with two fingers, like, trying to get at you. <laughs> no preamble. No how are you or anything. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now's your father. <laughs> oh, God. When we have merch and there's a T-shirt saying, then they fingered me, Katie is getting the first yep. copy of it sent to her in the post. <laughs> yes. Can wear yes. it with pride. All right, what happened next? Oh, there's not much more to the story. Oh, that's okay. That can be the climax of the story. I uh, told my friend we're leaving and then I got a taxi home. (laughs) Oh my God, May. I bet at the time you were living your fantasy though. Like the fact that he said he was in Billy Elliot. I bet you were half expecting him to finger you and then be like, I can't really explain it. (laughs) I haven't got the words. (laughs) Solidarity, solidarity. trying to find you know like when people are in shows they have like um like a profile on the website where they're like oh these people are in it i remember like going through the pictures and like trying to find the person that i'd like gotten with and do you think he was in billy elliot or do you think that was part of his game plan I, I have no idea to this day whether he was or not. I, I, it wouldn't be the best. Like I haven't. I've heard of a lot of chat up lines, but I don't think that'd be right up there at the top. Like I'm in a musical. I'd be like, okay, well, we all know where we stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if if they said like lame is, I'd be like, okay, maybe not gay. You know. <laughs> but if they pick like Billy, Lacajo <laughs> Full, like Chicago, Kinky Boots. Sorry, barking up the wrong tree. I will. I'll just retreat now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. And you got our catchphrase in there because if you're a follower of Katie and not yet of the podcast, that does tend to be said every episode. Then they fingered me. Spoiler. Nine spoiler. times out of ten. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Well, you have been vulnerable and shared your story with us. So I think now it is time. <laughs> for you to get a bit of a live rendition of one of my readings. So, let me grab the old diary. (sighs) Hang on. That's like a jewel in the middle of it. There it is. It's literally like a witch's spell book. (laughs) Yeah, for anyone who hasn't listened to the pod before, welcome, can I just say. (laughs) But um, the basic premise is that I read horny stories from my diary to Nia and we just have a good old laugh about them basically. It um, really is as simple and silly as that. So yeah. At the beginning um, I obviously went through a bit of a poetry <laughs> phase because there's a few poems. <laughs> there's a few there's some song lyrics from the grasshopper's demise. Um, real artistic kind of phase of torture and self-expression so uh, I'm gonna read (laughs) I don't know why I decided to do this I'm embarrassed already I'm gonna read a poem called what if probably maybe (laughs) oh I can't wait I thought uh, um, (laughs) Keats wrote that one but obviously it was you I I should have known (laughs) yeah I think they claimed they wrote it but uh, it was actually me (laughs) here we go 
In times of unbearing thoughts and constant regrets, <laughs> we can only look at ourselves and honestly ask, what if? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> oh, chills! <laughs> I know. Whew, this is intense. However hard the situation or easy the different routes, we must inspire our minds to venture to the land of what if? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> Confusion. Likelihood. Unsure of trust. What if? Maybe. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Probably. Also. <laughs> because at the end of the day, definitely. Very likely. Surely. Also. And what it is and what we will become. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, well, none of it makes sense, but okay. Um, <laughs> because at the end of the day, definitely, very likely, surely, also, are what it <laughs> is and what we will become. But maybe it's probable that if we consider these too early, then what if we come to reality? Or maybe reality itself will disappear. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, now. <laughs> I'm just going to give you guys a second to process that. It's it's like you're trying to be philosophical, <laughs> but it's just words strung together, really, isn't it? Just key words. Yeah. yeah. It is like word bingo, isn't it? It's like, just, just chuck a few words in there. I can imagine me writing this by the window and maybe kind of wistfully looking out every so often. Maybe a tear rolling down my face. I can imagine teenage me writing something like this and thinking it was absolutely genius that I had like yeah. the opposite words in the end than in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I will have thought like, Jesus Christ, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> this is so groundbreaking. This is going to change lives. <laughs> this is going to change... <laughs> Everything. <laughs> this is going to change the perceptions of society. Oh, no, wait. That's Katie. <laughs> Please make these into songs. Like, I would love to mm. see this with like a tune behind it and like a funky rhythm. Yeah. Well, we've been wanting someone from the fandom to like form a band and be mm. the new Grasshopper's Demise. So if someone does that, they can have all of these lyrics and just... Just do what they want with them. Make an album. But yeah, or maybe I can do a dramatic reading of it and then, Katie, you can do one of your videos to it and we can like have a bit of a fusion. If it helps, I play the ukulele, so I could be part of this band. <gasps> Dude, it certainly does. We have our first Fuck. member, ladies and gents. <laughs> yes! <gasps> I've made it in life. This is it. Doesn't get better. <laughs> oh my God. Cool, so... Yes. Um, do you think it's important to embrace our horniness as young girls, women and stuff like that? Because at the very start of this, we kind of had a chat about how it's just not as spoken about. I remember in school, it felt like all we spoke about mm. was boys' horniness. And a lot of girls weren't maybe willing to admit it or felt slightly embarrassed. Do you think it's it's important that we just start being more open about it? Oh, so important. I was really enjoying the recent discussions. I don't know if you saw, but um, Zoella, the website, uh, released an article about best sex toys of 2020. 
and yeah. it meant that the, the website got pulled from the GCSE curriculum. And it's like, why are you telling girls that it's wrong to know about their bodies and know how to embrace their sexuality? Because honestly, if I had to pick between my child going out and finding the real thing and a sex toy, a sex toy ain't giving you STDs or pregnancies, and you can explore yeah. your sexuality in such a safe and consensual always environment when obviously mm. it's not as safe to go out and put, put yourself in situations like I discussed. Like, um, <laughs> I would have much rather been safe tucked up in bed with a, a cheeky uh, raven rabbit. <laughs> with, the, with the pizza alongside <laughs> it as well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> You're so right, though. Like, why... that? What does that say to young girls? Like oh, God forbid that you learn about actually pleasuring yourself. And I don't know if this has changed very much, but sex ed for me was super anatomical and very straight and heteronormative as well. I don't think the word pleasure was even uttered, which seems ridiculous. Like, I want a whole syllabus on vibrators. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. they were scared to tell us it was fun because they believed we were all going to go out and become... Um, am I allowed to say whore? Slut? <laughs> Do you know where you are? <laughs> <laughs> I think they were scared we're all going to go out and like shag the ne- every guy we saw, every girl we saw and get everyone pregnant and impregnated and every STD if they told us that it was fun. Yeah. People are going to work out for themselves that it's fun. It's going to happen regardless. So the best thing they can do is actually teach all genders about pleasure. Then hopefully everyone would have such better sex because that would take away the shame as well. It's like, this is going to happen. Here's how to do it in a fun way rather than just putting a condom on a fucking Mm. banana. Or, in my case, a wooden cock. (laughs) An actual wooden cock. (laughs) I know we've joked about it earlier, but like... Um, boys I don't think as well knew that girls could feel pleasure like Mm. they did because so many of my sexual experiences previously was just all about like making sure the boy finished and then he might shove some fingers in or whatever but that was it that's all you got you just had to look look at the ceiling and pretend you were having a good time and think about what you're going to have for dinner like it just wasn't it like is it <laughs> nobody tells you that girls should also have fun like nobody tells you that girls should also finish that like, i didn't know it was a thing mm. i remember having yeah. to have a conversation with a friend to be told that women also orgasm and i think i was like 18 as well like the orgasm gap is real guys it's massive and like we're, we're so taught i think as women to favor your partner's pleasure and that's why people only see male ejaculation as the end of sex and that's why women are okay with not orgasming not that you have to orgasm to have a good time but like your partner should be you know trying to pleasure you as much as possible and i think that's also why so many women feel pressured to fake orgasms and it's like this cycle of women feel pressured to do it to probably feed the man's ego let's be honest but and then that also in turn means your partner's probably not learning what you like or getting good at sex and they think they can just fuck you for five minutes and then you'll orgasm like and yeah we just need to learn to put our pleasure first basically no time like the present gals let's do it we're doing it (laughs) we're we're changing the world one episode (laughs) one video at a time (laughs) love it let's all have a wank no i'm joking (laughs) maybe we'll do a future episode about that nia maybe in series two or three that could be quite good 
like even with like the term like you know like blue balls mm. where men Ooh. have like made up this concept when they get rejected when the same yeah. thing happens to women like our sex organs swell and it can be like uncomfortable but mm. we just get along with it and deal with it but men cry about it and use it as an excuse to sexually assault like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so funny use it as a manipulation tool and honestly when we mentioned that in our episode i genuinely didn't know that blue balls weren't this disastrous thing until we researched into it and it's like oh the pain should subside as soon as your erection goes well think of your grandma then what are you playing at that's not an excuse to <laughs> pressure me into anything and i'm in my 20s and i didn't know that which is wild <laughs> Yes. So, right, coming on to the pod, because you are a fan of the pod, Katie, am I right? I am. I am a fan. Can you imagine <laughs> if she said no? What would we have done? <laughs> I'd be like, get off. You're not welcome. Oh, so <laughs> do you have a favourite episode? Oh my gosh, I cannot remember what it's called. I probably should have done my research before I came on. But it has to be the, it's the one that had me cracking, I was actually like crying with laughter and wheezing. The one where you played um, a Wimbleway. <laughs> oh, the lion <gasps> sleeps tonight. The lion sleeps tonight. <laughs> You're talking about three, three times, times a lady. Three times a lady. Fucking hell. Oh my God. I, I was cackling. Like, I just <laughs> couldn't even. <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. There are some top tips in there. There are some top tips about just being cool as fuck, really. Like there's there's a section where I can't get into a car. <laughs> there's a section where I'm dancing to the line sleeps tonight. It's all there. <laughs> it's all there. I think I found it so funny because it would be definitely something that I would do and probably still would do because I'm going to be so mm. socially awkward when we come out of this pandemic. It's like, it would just, if I've yeah. had a few drinks, I'd be like, do you know what? I'd be like really cool and original and funny and everyone's going to laugh so much and have such a good time. Like, let's put Lion Sleeps tonight on. <laughs> no, you know what? It would make you all of those things. Quirky, funny, cool, iconic, honestly. <laughs> You want to make an impression, you whack on that song. Do one of your dances to that. Oh my God, I've got another idea for one of your videos. You can do it to the Lion Sleeps tonight. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's make it happen. <laughs> Cracking choice though. Cracking choice. Um, <laughs> I've got a would you rather question. <laughs> this is one we did on um, the grams, but I won't tell you the result until you've given me yours. So would you rather... Von Smashington or Albert Nobler? Let's quickly remind everyone of who they are. So, uh, Nia, describe Von Smashington for me. He's the one where uh, Georgie was in the uh, Press the Red Button <laughs> Festival and um, she couldn't put up her tent properly. And no. he has a voice like, Cool, man! <laughs> that's, uh, that's the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hot! <laughs> He's like your gay boyfriend that everyone wants, basically. That's Von Smash. That's Von Smash. And Albert Nobler. So Mr. Nobler is a demon from the deepest pits of hell. He's got like... <laughs> well, I can't even do your voice that you do like. Oh, it was like, um, thank you for a lovely night. 
He may be the devil himself, we're not quite sure. He was actually the most gentlemanly out of all of um, Georgie's array of of boys and men. So, yeah, those are the two that we're asking, would you rather? I think I'd... Is it it Eric Von Smattington? Is that his name? Eric Von Smattington? You know it. I think I'd have to go with those kind of vibes because a lot of my closest friends in life have been gay men. Mm. And I just think we'd absolutely vibe. (laughs) Yeah. You'd be great I think you going would. to a festival with, great going out with. So great, great choice. I can so see you guys in the club, like both doing mm. the splits. Totally. The three Feathers of us, Billy Elliot and Von Smashington. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's uh, let's organise a big night out where we can go out <laughs> yeah. again. Von Smashington can come, Billy yeah. Elliot can come. Mm-hmm. It's going to be iconic. Nia, who would you pick? Um, I'd pick Albert Nobler because I have a thing for older men, but that's that's not for here. <laughs> that's uh, that's a whole totally different <laughs> podcast that, that that needs to be done. So yeah, <laughs> it's quite a tough one. I don't know. I love Von Smashington's voice energy and happy-go-lucky kind of attitude, but then Albert Nobler did turn out to be probably the better person. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Albert Nobs. The fandom actually voted overwhelmingly for Von Smashington, 62% and 38% said Albert Nobler. So just depends what tickles you pickle, really. <laughs> do you know what really made me laugh about that episode, though, was all of the things that you were kind of attempting to do to seem older. Oh, what, like wearing a PVC skirt and Converse's? Like the PVC skirt. <laughs> Ah, God. <laughs> so embarrassing. That I thought made me seem older, but actually really revealed my immaturity and age. Like, <laughs> so much. <gasps> but I love that. I love that about teenagers when they try and do things because they think it makes them look so cool and so adult. Mm. And all the adults are looking at them like, oh, bless you. <laughs> yeah. We could talk to you all day. This has been so much fun and so lovely. Is there anything that you would like to kind of say to your following or just anyone that you haven't had a chance to say yet? Oh, I just love to thank you for having this podcast. I just, I think you have such like a gap in the podcast market, if you will. Like in life when everyone can't hang out with their gal pals, it's been so nice every week to have a gossip with my gal pals, even if it's a, just Aww. a conversation between you two. Aw, don't. Oh, we are your gal pals. That's sort of why we created it. And well, when Georgie sort of suggested the idea and everything, and because I moved from London back to Wales, and she was like, you're going to disappear on me, aren't you? And so she was like, I'm doing this, so at least I chat to you mm-hmm. once a week, for fuck's sake. So essentially, the only reason we started was so Nia would stay friends with me. That's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, I think you two have such charisma together that anyone who listens also feels like your best friends. I honestly feel like when this pandemic is over, I would go and hang out with you. Like, you yes. just have such a a warmth to the podcast that is just so unique to you guys thanks mate do you hear that guys we're super cool yeah. and warm you can write that down we're not stupid and silly <laughs> we're, we're we're warm so fuck you haters <laughs> like we have haters like <laughs> i know <laughs> i would feel privileged to have haters you can borrow some of mine if you want i'll send them your way all your haters can can do one. You know what your haters are? Yeah. Knob jockeys. Massive knob jockeys. <laughs> if you get any bad comments, just literally say knob jockey full stop. Send. 
Okay, but yeah, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on. You've been absolutely amazing and you're an icon. Where can our followers follow you on the socials? Just on one, I'm just on Instagram at make love not diets with underscores between each of the words. Amazing. Thank you so much. And if anyone would like to follow us, we are at Diary of a Horny Tea. You can rate and subscribe. And of course, tell those horny friends of yours. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. Yay, you're so welcome. We love you all. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Hello my cherubs, and thus the horny journey of season one is complete. Time really does fly when you're talking about fingering, as the old saying goes. <laughs> um, we hope we hope you enjoyed that. I'm a bit obsessed with Katie, and I hope you are too, because she's amazing. Thanks for coming on this weird and wonderful journey with us. It's been really um, interesting. <laughs> I think now I just need a bit of time to lie down and process the whole thing. Uh, but no, it's it's actually been amazing. And thank you for all your feedback and stuff. It's been so lovely to hear what you guys think. Keep DMing us and, you know, telling your horny friends about us because that really helps. And we'll see you really soon. Take care. Bye.